This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition last week. Wait for it. Drum roll, please. That's not a very good drum roll. Um, the show turned a profit, ladies and gentlemen. I can see the sunlit uplands coming into view. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, senior handicapper Steve Wiss is alongside me, as are Daniele Fisi Keller and James Eastham. And barring injury, illness, or suspension, or a drugs ban, we will be unchanged for the rest of the season. Steve, a settled side is often key. Uh, to success when it comes to a title-winning team. Yeah, funny enough, I nearly was an injury doubt this week, Dan, as I was <laughs> talking to you off-air this week. <laughs> Ended up with a an infected elbow, of all things, oh. on a course of antibiotics. So, um, yeah, if we were doing it on Monday, I would have been in a doubt. bit of pain. But, um, hey, you know, we, we kick on. But, yeah, the big announcement is that this European preview show, now it's going to be the, the same lineup for the rest of the season. Myself. Obviously, you, Dan, uh, hosting along with Danielli and James. We just think um, it'd be better off with a bit more consistency. Uh, I mean, Danielli was part of the furniture anyway. Uh, so, um, but uh, listen, I think it's just overall best for the whole experience. And it's the same with some of the other shows as well across the board that we're staying more consistent for the rest of the season. So everyone kind of gets to know everyone. The revolving door maybe wasn't working quite as well as we wanted. So, um, yeah, stick with us for uh, profit for the rest of the season. Uh, Danielle, another good week nonetheless for your good self. Two winning plays, a push. Hot dog that might have gone our way and a lean in the in the buying game as well. You're in good form, continuing to be in good form. You need a bit of luck in life in everything and also I think in sports betting because, true to be said, Cagliari equalising the 97 minutes with Zito Luvumbu to give me that win and Napoli missed uh, 55 goals before mm. that. So it would have, they would have won anyway. But yes, I mean, a good week. And uh, yeah, Atalanta could have won it that one. Probably should have stuck with uh, minus to score, which is almost a safe bet these days, as, as you Se- said. That. Seems it, doesn't it? It's incredible. There are certain players that go away, certain teams that don't go our way. Uh, James, we'll gloss over your uh, performance from last week, but we know that you are good for the rest of the season. I asked you about Mbappe last week and first game I think back at Parc de Prince since it was confirmed that he was leaving Paris Saint-Germain subbed off in the 64th minute which was unusual, raised eyebrows uh, a lot of press talk uh, about it in that 1-1 draw uh, against Ren. From a betting point of view, what does this mean? Does it mean that any time goal scorers should be a little bit concerned? Will we see the price change? Does it mean that Paris Saint-Germain backers should be concerned? Yeah, it's a very good question, this, Dan. I think what we saw last week with Mbappe being brought off in that game is potentially the start of a period, actually, where Mbappe may be subbed off. Luis Enrique has been asked about it, the PSG manager. He's come out quite strongly saying along the lines of, you know, Mbappe will play when I pick him. That's when he's going to play. So I think what we're seeing is a PSG team with an 11-point lead at the top of League One 
don't really need to play him for 90 minutes now that the Champions League has come back. So we might see this happen uh, again and again. Now, the question is, does it affect the prices? Well, interestingly, I think it does. Kylian Mbappe is minus 136 to score this weekend. I actually think that's quite a tempting price. That works out as about 58% chance of scoring. You know, even if he's on the pitch only for 60 minutes or 65, you'd fancy him to score. So keep an eye on the prices with Mbappe because if he does become uh, better odds to find the net, he might still be worth backing, in my opinion, in League One matches. Yeah, contrast that with uh, Manchester City's Haaland, who's minus 240 to score at any time against Manchester United this weekend. Those big goal scorers, you can get very different odds across the European and indeed uh, English leagues. Usual mix, uh, we've got some two-unit bets. Danielli's been knocking them in left, right and centre. We've got uh, a couple of picks from both of our handicappers, or three of our handicappers, and of course hot dogs as well. We struck out with the hot dogs last week, which is unusual. Still in profit for the season. We're going to kick off with our strongest plays first. Uh, and Steve, we go to Germany for Hoffenheim against Werder Bremen. 11.30am Eastern Time on Sunday. Every single Bundesliga game went both teams to score yes last week for the first time Time this season, just what I thought the goals were drying up. They came back with a vengeance. What are we like in this one? We going overs again? Yeah, we are going overs here. Over two point seven five goals down at minus one thirty two. You just made a very good point there that um, you know about the BTTS uh, all hitting in Germany last week, and I think we're starting to get to the stage of the season, maybe across all leagues actually, where the goals might start to increase again because Even of more. weather. Yeah, because of the weather, because of desperate teams in need of points, stuff like that. Teams on the beach as well. So, yeah, I think we've got to be looking for a sort of reverse of what we saw in the winter. And this is my two-unit play. Uh, yeah, again, last week I had bad luck with my two-unit play, didn't I? I couldn't believe it. Cadiz equalised in the 100th minute. Um, and I was forced into a push in that game. I couldn't believe it. It's like goal of the week, maybe one of the goals of the month. Couldn't believe it. XG of like 0.01. But it is what it is. I didn't lose the pick, at least. Um, now, I like the goals here because Hoffenheim Hoffenheim have been a good team for me on this show this season. They've, they've really delivered in lots of ways. And one of the main reasons for that is because they're full of goals. 3.7 goals per game average when they're involved. They did have... I mean, most of their matches have been both teams scoring, yes. Um, they had a rare BTS, BTTS no the other week against Union Berlin. But, you know, Union Berlin are more of a low-scoring side. They're facing Bremen, and I think this goal line, the, most Hoffenheim goal lines are like 3 or 3.25 or more. The goal line against Dortmund last week was a 4 Asian line, and it still went over. Um, yeah, we know Hoffenheim only play one way, that is attack. Uh, they can't really defend that well. And uh, I think we're only getting this price because of Bremen's results. And on paper, Bremen are involved in quite a few unders, but I've said before, they get dictated to very easily. If they're facing a defensive sort of side, they'll get involved in like a grindy slugfest. But they will get involved in some open, expansive games as well. And I think that's what will happen here. Uh, Bremen have got some big injuries, actually, at the back. Uh, Nicholas Stark, Marco Friedel, the captain, Milos Vekovic, uh, they're ruled out or likely to miss this one. They've got Piper out long term. So it's a bit of a skeleton crew back line. They should have lost last week against Darmstadt, in my opinion. Very lucky to draw one all. VAR ruled out couple of Darmstadt goals which were really marginal so if you if you if you should have been getting beat by Darmstadt I'm a bit concerned 
they're in that mid-table sort of security blanket at the minute. And, um, you know, I think ultimately there should be goals in this game. Hoffenheim should be confident again after last week. Over 2.75 goals at minus, minus 132. So we're winning half, even if there's only three goals. And that's the beauty of the two-unit pick. Um, but we can afford to, to go to a little bit lower odds than normal. Good stuff. What's the most profitable trend in the Bundesliga since the turn of the year across the major bets? Uh, three money line uh, plays over and under two and a half, three and a half, both teams to score yes or no. Which one do you think is the most profitable out of all? Under two and Anybody? a half. Under, two and, under two and a half is second most profitable. Danielle James, do we know? Bottas, Have a guess. It is Bottas the draw. Score. It's the draw. Mm. Yeah. The draw showing 22 point profit since the turn of the year, 23 from 64. Incredible. You do, are you like draw. a draw, Dan? I've seen you on some of your tweets. Uh, yeah. give, Dan, Dan, give, give Dan a follow on Twitter, by the way. Let's get him up to. I've got 284 uh, at the moment. They're loyal. <laughs> Although some of them, I don't know who they the are. The they're like some, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't describe exactly who they are because there, there are lots of numbers next to their name. You do like a draw, way. though, don't you, Dan? I've seen you stats I don't in mind. leagues I just, where think, I just think it's, 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 it's an often sort of missed sort of, you know, bet. I mean, people just tend to play the Asian lines when they sort of want the draw mm. on their side, don't they? It's not, yeah. it's not really it's a It's done. a very good point, though. You see in the French Cup, just to talk about that, you, you'll see often an, a, a, a short-priced uh, away team who are from League One and uh, the host will be an amateur team or from League the uh, third division people play the asian but actually it's often a draw you know it goes straight to penalties and the, the draw can be massive prices sometimes in games so yeah it's funny how people overlook it yeah sometimes you can almost split your stakes and play a little bit on the draw play a little bit on the asian handicap depending on how you see it Danielli's first pick is monza against roma uh, monza plus 265 roma plus 104 draw plus 250 here um, first of all, Daniele, what have you made of the uh, Roma Renaissance under Daniele Di Rossi? Is it for real? Do you think they're plus 350 to finish in the top four? Might that be beyond them now? The direction of travel is definitely good. Five wins, uh, one defeat in Serie A. They scored 16 goals in the last six games, uh, more than Inter, the leaders. But the fixture list has been kind to the new man, to the Rossi. And actually, they have struggled in a couple of away games. In the six matches that led to Mourinho, the last six matches that led to Mourinho sacking in Serie A, they faced the likes of Fiorentina, Bologna, Napoli, Juve, Atalanta, and Milan, and the big man lost his job. So obviously, sterner tests are going to come for the Rossi, but so far so good. Yeah, certainly been good against the sort of lesser lights in Serie A. That are the most profitable unders team in Italy. Roma are the team that's the second most profitable overs team. So square this one for us, Danielli. What are you going for? And I go exactly in the middle, over 2.25 goals with the Asian line minus 137. So that's a two units pick. Uh, only two goals. You lose only one unit. Monza, five games unbeaten as in September, October. Uh, they won a couple of good matches and I think now they are safe for 36 points. They're going to become more difficult to play against. And, you know, they rediscovered that style of play that made them so nice to watch up until last season. Let's not forget, this is a team that has taken some important scalps in the last year and a half, but not Roma. They haven't beaten Roma yet. Roma, away from home, only four wins. And they struggled recently against Salernitana, Feyenoord, Frosinone. Even if they won 3-0 the first half, it was all 
Frosinone and is a team that hasn't kept a only one clean sheet in 17 away games, whereas Monza only failed to score in three of the home games. Of course, for the Rossi, the big news is that the Smalling is back available, so he can switch to a back three, as he did against Torino. They were second best for most of the time. Dybala scored his 11 goal of the season. They're going to play Brighton on Thursday at the Olympico, so there might be a couple of changes there. But, you know, Roma is a scoring side, but on the other hand, Monza is a team that also concedes a lot of chances. The expected goals against differential, which means the, the, the goals they should have conceded, are plus 11.28. That's the highest value in Serie A because they got an amazing goalkeeper. Miguel Di Gregorio, top for saves, 84% of the shot phase, and goals prevented almost 10. Apparently, Juventus are on to him. Over 2.25 goals, minus 137. I think it's going to be at least above to score much. Yeah, uh, decent bet. I like this one. Certainly the underlying metrics would suggest overs with Monza. Don't just look at the bare statistics. Uh, James, I think you've got to look beyond the stats for your two-unit play here as well. This is Clermont against Marseille. Clermont plus 320. Marseille, a minus money away from home, minus 121. They're bottom of the away table in, mm. uh, in the French top flight here. But um, they are... Uh, a little bit like Roma to a certain extent, benefiting, if you believe in these things, from a new manager bounce, are they? Absolutely they are, Dan. Yeah, you've kind of stolen the exact line I was going to use here. I, I think you can tear up the stats pages for Marseille at the moment. Simple reason being, they sacked Gennaro Gattuso, their manager, a couple of weeks ago. They've appointed Jean-Louis Gasset as their new manager until the end of this season. And it's made a huge difference to the way that both they've played and also the results that they've got. So they've had two games under Gasset. They beat Shakhtar Donetsk uh, 3-1 in uh, Europe. They then beat uh, a Montpellier side who had actually played pretty well in their previous game, 4-1 last weekend. So that's two games, two wins for Gasset, seven goals scored. The mood, the energy and the confidence in the Marseille side is completely different. They're completely transformed by this manager change. So I honestly think you can actually discount the form that they'd shown before Gasset was appointed in January and then early February this year because they are now playing like a totally different side. We saw them attack really, really well in both games. They attacked really well against Montpellier last weekend. Iliman Ndiaye, who's been a, a really talented player but hadn't found his feet really at Marseille this season, scored last weekend and produced his best performance since joining Marseille. Aubameyang has had three goals in his last two games. So I think it's a completely different Marseille side that goes into this game. And you're right, Dan, if you look at their underlying stats away from home, they've got a really, really poor record. But as I say, I think we're going to see a totally different Marseille team here. So I was happy to back them. They are uh, odds on to win this game. They're minus 120. But I just feel that the transformation under Gasset has been so extreme that there's a really good chance that we're going to see them get all three points here. And I should just say... I think the stat which does still apply in this game is actually on Claremont. They've actually got the worst record of any side in League One against teams who are currently in the top half of the table. They've played 13. They haven't won any. They've got four draws and they've lost nine times. So I do think Claremont struggle anyway against a team like Marseille. And I think coming up against a much better Marseille will make it even tougher for them. So straight pick for me on Marseille to win. And uh, yeah, it's my two-point pick and it's available at minus 120. Where do we think Marseille might finish, James, at the end of the season? They are plus 700 for top four. They're plus 160 for top six. 
Yeah, plus plus 700. I mean, it will draw people in, I think, will that bet on the top four. Personally, I don't think they can do that. It's an eight-point gap now for Marseille from the top four with, what is it, 11 games to go? I think their top four hopes are over. Top six, obviously much shorter odds. I think that's a much better bet, though. Steve? I don't know. To be honest, I <laughs> thought... I Speaking like, like a true supporter... I, I didn't like the appointment of Gasset. I thought it would be it was horrible. I mean, he failed, didn't he, miserably in the Afcon, and then Ivory Coast went on to win it without him. So I, I didn't like the appointment. But as James is right, the first two games have been much better. Maybe they just needed to free the shackles up. I think Marseille will end up now focusing on the Europa League. So I think the league form um, might be is asking too much. I think for the top four now. Hot dogs in profit this season. It was a rare O from three. Last week, we have been very consistent with the big price picks over the course of the year, hence why it's in profit. Uh, we also get a little bit of a spike in the show when we deliver the big price picks. So we've got three for you once again. Steve, you are first up. This is 9.30 on Saturday, uh, 9.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern, and you're back to the Bundesliga. Yeah, and the same teams often seem to pop up, don't they, on this show, um, whatever division. And I'm involved here, Mainz against Borussia Mönchengladbach. I've probably had more picks on both of these two sides throughout the whole season than any other. And what one thing we've got to say is it's a completely different Mainz now. As James was saying there, I think we've got to rip up the stats and everything for this team. They're on their third manager. The chain of events was that uh, Bo Svensson was, uh, started the season in charge. Then they moved to the former Huddersfield town boss, Jan Sievert. And now they've moved to Bo Henriksen. So if your name's Bo, then get yourself on the shortlist for the next Mines manager because they seem to like that name. Uh, former Danish manager, former Horsens, Micheland and Zurich boss. And what he has done is he's come in and he plays a 3-4-3 system wherever he plays. And I think Mines chose him for that because it's similar to what they were using. They were using 3-4-1-2. And, and let's just talk a little bit of tactics here. A straight 3-4-3 is far more aggressive. Simple as that. There's more uh, work for, more offensive work for the wide players to do. The actual three up front, there's often two inside fours who cut inside. And it leaves you weak in the middle. You're vulnerable in the middle. You're relying massively on two midfield players. And I think Gladbach can take advantage of that here. The bet for the game I'm going with, the hot dog, is the Gladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach team total over one and a half goals at plus 185. Um, it was going to be Gladbach to win straight on the money line, but Gladbach aren't going to win a match 1-0, are they? Um, I suppose if they were going to do it, then Mainz would be the side, but Borussia Mönchengladbach are the sort of side who need to score. Yeah, they, they can see goals. It's as simple as that. They're, they're going to win like 2-1, 3-1 or more. So I may as well be on the team total. They bounced back to form last week against Borkham. Five goals to two victory. That's a good win against your boys, Borkham, Dan. Um, yeah, that's not an easy match these days. So you've got to respect that that scoreline. And the tails are going to be up. No real pressure on Gladbach too much. Um, but I think Mainz are just going for it now. I've noticed this new manager. They're going to move from an unders team to an over team. Bo... Make sure I got the right boat. Bo Hendrickson is <laughs> a lot more offensive minded. I mean, last week against Leverkusen, 13 shots they attempted. They outshot Leverkusen with shots on target. The previous week they battered Augsburg, really. It should have been more than 1 0. So Mainz are actually odds on favourites here, which I wouldn't I wouldn't back them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mainz actually won the game or drew it. 
All I need is two goals from Gladbach. I think it's disrespectful for a side that do score a lot of goals and get involved in a lot of shootouts. And, you know, this is not the minds under Jan Siewert who are only conceding, you know, one goal and much tougher to break down. There's more space in behind. Russia, much in Gladbach. Team total over one and a half, over one and a half goals, plus 185. 9am Sunday for Daniele's hot dog. Empoli versus Cagliari. The, um, uh, the people who just sort of dip in and out of, of Serie A, and I class myself as one of them, will look at this game, uh, Daniele, and, and, and it's Empoli versus Cagliari we're going to talk about. And Empoli, uh, unbeaten since their new manager came yes. in, David uh, Nicola, um, and think why potentially you're siding against them, you're fading them uh, here, but you are. Talk us through this one. The pick is Cagliari and Atlantic at minus 0.25, plus 1905. So if they draw, you only lose half a stake. And that's really the key because this is a hot dog. This is a difficult pick. Empoli have been amazing and the new manager, the miracle worker, Nicola, who saved Crotone in 2017 and then Salernitana a couple of years after in desperate situation and probably is going to save Empoli again. He switched them back to a 5-3-2. They're much more solid, much more compact, and they're able to take the chances on the break. Of course, Niang scored three consecutive goals, all from penalties. Good addition. And they sold the best player, Baldanzi, to Roma. Nobody has ever gone five games unbeaten in the history of Empoli, so he's already uh, doing magics, Nicola. And the numbers have improved. In the last six uh, games, they will be fifth in the table with the sixth best attack in Serie A. This is unbelievable if you consider the number they had so far. The question mark is, can it last? Can they go seven, eight unbeaten? And... Uh, Perhaps they might regress to the mean. And, you know, these weeks I've been looking at big data analytics a bit more in a moment. But they all the algorithms place Cagliari lower in the table than what they actually are at the moment. Do you trust them? We'll see. But Cagliari, as I know, on the other hand, they are being very bad away from home. Only four points, no wins. So basically they are building their salvation hopes only on the form at the Sant'Elia. But away from home, they are solid. They're not being trashed many times, apart from the 4 nil defeat at Roma and 3 nil at Fiorentina. So I think maybe the experience of a man like Ranieri could come useful. It's going to be tense. It's going to be probably a low-scoring game. I do fancy maybe Cagliari nicking it every now and then. They might get an away win. As I said, this is a high price. Minus 0.25 plus 195 for Cagliari on the Asian handicap. Asian line for Cagliari, who have done for us on a number of occasions over the <laughs> yes, course of the well, Do you know what? I worked out, I was working out today some of the teams that have cost us the most, and Cagliari have only yeah. cost us only cost us 0.51 units. Is that right? Is that right? I thought they'd it. be I'd right say, up yeah. there. The, the worst team the worst team is, uh, as you no surprise, Real Sociedad, although we're getting yeah. a bit better with them. <laughs> Darmstadt, yeah. no one's had a winner in a Darmstadt match yet. Yeah, I think that includes myself and RJ, maybe Will in that as well. Um, they're minus five. PSG have been shocking to us, nearly minus six units for PSG. Yeah. And another team uh, that have, we have struggled with, of course, is Heidenheim. You know, we don't even talk about Heidenheim anymore on this, <laughs> See, this show. Is, I banned myself. This is this is what you get with our show. We don't talk about the winners. Oh no, we <laughs> talk about we, we we talk about the teams that have cost us money over the course. This is this is it. You see, you don't get this on every. You show, remember losers more because they stink. That's <laughs> yeah, why absolutely. Happens. They do. This is very true. Um, there's not been too many losers with James's hot dogs when he's been on the show because um, there's a, a lovely niche that James has, has worked out when it comes to, to players effectively to have one shot on target. And you've got one for us officially 
but two, you're going to give us here, James. Give us your official play first of all. This is uh, the Brest game is now home to La Havre. This is 9 a.m. Sunday. Yeah, so my pick on the Brest game in the hot dog market for us is Maddie Kamara of Brest. He's a midfielder. Over half a shot on target in the game against La Havre at plus 200. So you just need Maddie Kamara to have one shot on target and you make a profit. Now, Maddie Kamara scored a hat-trick last weekend against Strasbourg. They won 3-0, did Brest. Maddie Kamara got all three goals in that game, one from outside the box, one from inside the box, and one from a penalty. He's remarkably the 10th biggest price just among Brest players to have a shot on target in this game. Now, you're not telling me that a player who scored a hat-trick last weekend is the 10th most likely in the Brest team to have a shot on target. This weekend, and you know what it's like, anybody that's played in a school team or with their mates, if you've had one good week, the next week, you're going to have a go on goal, aren't you? So I just feel that this weekend, even though I should say Maddie Kamara is not a, a prolific goal scorer, um, I do think he's going to be banged up for it this week because he got that hat-trick last weekend. So remember, with this pick, you don't need him to score. It's just on him having a shot on target. So I feel that the price of plus 200 on him doing so is far too big. And you're right, Dan. I love this market. I had a look through the prices. There is another player I would flag up as a hot dog, and that is Teddy Tummer of Rance. The Rance midfielder, we've had success with him before this season in this market. He is plus 180 to have over 0.5 shots on target for Rance this weekend at home to Lille. Teddy Tummer takes their free kicks from outside the box. Uh, very dangerous from open play as well from the same sort of range. Fantastic technical footballer who loves a shot on target. I do think also Teddy Tummer's price is too big. So he's plus 180. The official pick is Maddie Kamara at breast, plus 200. But also have a look at Teddy Tummer for Rance, who's at plus 180 in the same market. Uh, Going to stick with French action for a game that's Sunday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern. It's Rennes against Lorient. Uh, Rennes minus 240, Lorient plus 600 here. Uh, picks from both uh, James and Steve. Similar theme. Steve, you are first up. Do you know what? Um, I would very strongly look at James's hot dogs, by the way. He's at 69% yield for them on the show this year. That Last week was the first time, uh, it might, might have been the second time, that he actually lost with one of the shot on target bets. So he's very sharp with it. And if you, watch, if you yeah. watch the game, Steve, Julian Ponso last week, he was too unselfish. He had a great chance oh, to have a shot on target and he passed. Um, so. <laughs> there was a time when I really was like, shoot, shoot, man, <laughs> shoot. But he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's ironic now we're going to be talking about Lorient again. Rennes against Lorient is the match. I think me, both myself and James have got a pick in the game. I was torn with this one, Dan. This is my Natalie bet, as we're going to call it now. Um, <laughs> I was torn between both teams to score yes and uh, over 2.75 goals. Now, happy to report James might have gone with my other option, but I've decided to, to go with both teams score yes at minus 112. And... I think that the way the market is priced up here is there is more of an expectation that Ren will win the match to nil than you know, perhaps that they should do. Um, you know, Lorient last week, I don't know what happened to them. They There was nothing like what they've shown since the start of 2024. I think Nantes just shut them down quite well. Maybe they were a bit under pressure because they suddenly realised that they were a favourite again in a game, whereas in recent times they've been more an underdog, really. But now they're back into that underdog territory, which will, will suit them. This is a local derby in Brittany, not far between these two sides. And, you know, 
strange things can happen in this fixture down the years. Um, you know, last year, I mean, Lorient actually won here 1-0, which was a turn up for the books. It was the opening day, if memory serves me correctly. But I re- I think this is going to be an open game with goals in the Wren are in excellent form. Um, one thing we must say, they are in cup action tonight at the day of recording, uh, away against lower league opposition. Uh, it shouldn't make too much of a difference, but it can be a bit awkward when you sort of your week is fragment, fragmented by that. So I think Lorient might be better prepared here. We know they've got a really good threat on the counter-attack. Uh, Bamba's come in and you know, last week he couldn't score, but before then it was a new league one record for a new signing, scoring his um, I think first four consecutive games, might have been even five. Lorient are not a bad bad team at all. I certainly think they can get on the score sheet. And that's obviously technically the hardest part of the bet, according to the books. So, I mean, I think we can rely on Ren to hit the, the back of the net and get home to Lorient. You know, it didn't happen last season, but it should this time around. They're a confident team. They're going really well. And it just looks a really big price at minus 112. You don't, I mean, both teams scoring yes now. You don't get that much value anywhere, really, in my opinion, Dan. It's you're looking sort of minus one thirty and, and shorter. So this just stood out to me. I do look, I do like the over as well, but um, I decided in the end to just uh, you know have that one all draw in my pocket in case it was that. Yeah, uh, and look, we're offering two bets on this uh, game. One from James in just a second. You can split stakes. You can do whatever you want, uh, but it's goals on the agenda for both teams to score. Obviously, we need one apiece for that one to cash. We need another one, James, for your bet to cash. Yeah, very little to add in terms of analysis here down to what Steve said on the game. So my pick is uh, plus 2.75 goals at minus 115. So with this pick, as long as there are three goals in the game, uh, you're going to make a profit. And I really came at this from the stats Actually, um, if you look at all games involving Lorient and Rennes this season, 59% have had three or more goals. If you look purely at Rennes' home matches, because they're the home side this uh, weekend, and Lorient's away matches, uh, the number of matches with over with three or more goals uh, goes up to 70%. So it's certainly a pattern we've seen when Rennes are at home this season, when Lorient are, are, are away. I think, uh, as Steve has said, Rennes... We can be fairly confident we'll find the net. They've um, they've been in fantastic form in League One, and I think they'll really go for this. And I think that they will score, and therefore Lorient will have to come out and join in with them, even if they maybe go into it wanting to be defensive. So I do think it'll be an open game, and I think those stats patterns are really, really strong on this. So that was my pick. It's plus 2.75 goals, and it's available at minus 115. That technically is James' third pick of the show, but we just promoted it as Steve was talking about it. Anyway... Big game in Italy at the weekend is on Sunday evening locally, um, 2.45 uh, Eastern on Sunday. Napoli against Juventus, plus 143 Napoli. Juve plus 2.10, which seems big. Draw plus 2.15. Just before we get to your selection, I mean, you know, not so long ago, this would have been some sort of title decider, but not anymore. But do you sense that Napoli are on the up with, um, I know you're going to talk about Osman in a, in a sec, but they've got their big guns back and a big win in midweek. Well, they found uh, the formula, sack the manager, get a, man- a manager bounce again, because Mazzarri was unbeaten in the first couple of games and Calzona <laughs> is unbeaten in three games. But I think you already answered the question. Osimen is back and he scored five goals since 21st of February. And I think the test against Sassuolo doesn't really tell us a lot. I think they were very low confidence. Cravascelli scored two against Sassuolo, gave an assist. And this is the key for Napoli to bounce back. I think that tie against Barcelona is very 
finally poised. They have chances to go through, but in terms of reaching the top four or top five, I think it's going to be really, really hard. Okay. Uh, Osterman, you mentioned Vlajevic for Juve also on the agenda here because you need two informed strikers to come good for us for this one, Daniele. And I picked Osiman and Vlaovic both to have over 0.5 shots on target in the match, and that pays plus 148. It seems to me the most obvious choice, considering that Napoli have only kept three clean sheets at home in all competitions, and uh, Juventus have conceded seven times in the last six games, but on the other hand, the two hitmen are in form. Vlaovic has scored nine in the last seven. He's a top goal scorer in Europe for 2024. He's scored four braces so far this season, like Lautaro. They're talking about extending his contract, rightly so. And Ozyman, since he go back from Nigeria, well, he's playing at serious level. He scored five times since 21st of February. Nobody has done better in such a short period of time. And he has demonstrated time and time again that he's a man for the big occasions. He often scored in Champions League games. He also scored last season when Napoli trashed Juventus 5-1. Yes, this is the game. The last season ended the title race back in January with Napoli winning 5-1 against a Juventus that we thought were unbreakable and such a strong defense. The teams are pretty much the same. So you you would say on paper, perhaps Napoli are still stronger, but I think Juventus' confidence and motivation have been higher uh, this season. It could be a both to score team, and if it's a both to score game, and if it's a both to score game, who better than the two number nines, Osiman and Vlaovic, both at least to have a shot on target plus one, one, one yeah. for eight. The one for it, I think it's a brilliant bet. I think it's a massive price as well because they're mm. massively in form at the moment. Watch Dusan Vlaovic last weekend. Uh, James's second pick is Nonce against uh, Mess. Uh, Nonce here, minus 127, Mess plus 370, draw plus 255 here. Uh, Nonce lost the last five at home, James, but they have been putting up better performances by the looks of the results, at least on their travels. And uh, their opponents this weekend have been in awful form here. You go to the money line for this one. Yeah, so I'm picking uh, Nantes to win this game, Dan, at, at minus 100, uh, 125 when I picked it, minus 127 now, uh, 127 now, as you say. Um, yeah, some concerns over Nantes if you look at the league table and also, as you've mentioned, their home form. I was impressed with them last weekend. I must admit, they played better than I expected in winning 1-0 at Lorient. For people who haven't been watching League One closely or not closely uh, this season, they're actually quite a well-organised team. Uh, defensively, they can be quite solid and difficult to break down. In certain matches since the start of the year, they've been pretty disappointing up front. But I don't think that will matter too much here because I don't think they'll need to do too much in attack in order to win this game. As long as they can stay as organised at the back as they generally have been, in 2024, then I think somehow at some point in the game, they'll probably find a way to win it. And that's mainly because Mets have been absolutely terrible now for so long. They're clearly the weakest side in League One at the moment. They've lost nine of their last 10 matches. They look like they're being relegated. Uh, it's very difficult to see how they can get out of trouble. And I think one of the problems they've got going into this game is actually a lack of belief, Dan. I'm not sure they think they can get out of trouble, uh, which doesn't bode well at all. So if you've got reservations about Nantes, as I say, looking at the league table and their home form, I do understand that. But it's worth bearing in mind just how poor Mets have been. And I think just that mini boost for Nantes of having won last weekend against Lorient away from home even that little boost will help them go into this game and feel a bit more positive. So my feeling is over the 90 minutes, we will see Nantes 
do enough to get the win against a Mets side who are without doubt the weakest side in League One at the moment. And that's why I was willing to take Nantes here. That's my pick. It's Nantes to win at minus 127. On the money line, we like the hosts to get the three points. Do you want a funny Again, stat about Mets? Go on. A funny stat go about on. Mets, Dan, right? There's only four teams in Liga who have overachieved their expected goals this season. And one of them is actually Mets. That's how bad they've been. <laughs> <laughs> they've been performing so poorly, but they've actually overachieved offensively. Um, That's an incredible stat. Worrying, well. i got to say as well, you know, if you watch them, it... it it makes sense, right, Steve? I mean, yeah, if you watch their games, they've been... I know Mikau Tads, the Georgia international, who was brilliant for them last season, came back to Mets from Ajax in the January window to give them a bit more. But so often in games, they're just producing very, very little. And they've overachieved defensively with XGA. So, I mean, that's horrendous, isn't it? That they're still so low in the table. Big game of the weekend in Spain. Athletic Club against Barcelona, 3pm Sunday. Really good viewing time for stateside betters. Athletic Club plus 185, Barcelona plus 143. The draw plus 250. Uh, no official picks from the boys here, but we'll just get a line from each of them on what potentially could be the biggest game across Europe in terms of handle. Uh, Steve, look, Athletic Club, fantastic at home. They've already beaten Barcelona in the Copa del Rey at home as well. Is this the time maybe to side with Athletic Club at nearly 2-1? to one. Do you know what? I nearly had a pick in this game. Nearly an official pick. I've actually gone with an over in, in a Spanish game we're going to talk about soon. But I like over 2.75 here. Over 2.75 goals at minus 113. I think if you look at Athletic Club de Bilbao, they are generally at home. Some of these fixtures can be quite pulsating. I mean, we've got to say this is a, a unique club who only sign players that are born in the Basque region of Spain or probably some 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 sort of other allowance if uh, you know youth players and things like that um so you know it's a very passionate fan base it's a tough place to go if i'm allowed to say that uh yeah the some mem yeah the crowd could get right behind them here beat them in the Copa del Rey after extra time and I think Barcelona are in a phase of the season where they're just starting to reignite again offensively. They missed a lot of chances in the first half of the season and, you know, underachieved offensively. But they are the sort of team, they've got the sort of individual quality players who can bring that back to the water of the meat. And um, I wouldn't ever really want to bet against Barcelona. Um, that's what would put me off taking the money line on Bilbao or even the Asian line because they're the sort of club who find a way to sometimes win these games, don't they? But I do like the goals here. I think both teams scoring, and I think it could be quite a pulsating game with a fiery atmosphere. Uh, Daniele, any leans when it comes to Athletic Club against Barcelona? Cool. What are your thoughts? Well, Athletic Bilbao obviously playing tonight. They were recording the Copa del Rey semi-final against Atletico Madrid, which presumably is going to be a big battle. Athletic Barcelona unbeaten away in La Liga this season, but I think the numbers don't tell the full story because they haven't played the, the big teams away. They haven't played Atletico, they haven't played Atletico Bilbao, they haven't played Real Madrid, so we'll see. And I think Barcelona are always one step away from a big defeat. Uh, it's going to be tough to choose here. Probably both to score is my preferred one. Over 2.5 goals, don't trust Barcelona to keep it low scoring. Last season, they collect so many clean sheets, but there was no method to it. It was more individual villains. And I think uh, to this season, the the, the cracks have started to emerge. Anything to watch out for for you, James, in this one? 
Yeah, so with these big big games in the uh, non-French uh, leagues, Dan, I always keep an eye on the France national team players, and we should have one in action here for Barcelona in, in Jules Koundé, the France international defender. I've got to admit, he's not my favourite player, Jules Koundé. I'm not sure he, he deserves his place at right back in the France team. But interesting stat on Jules Koundé. He's, he's yet to have a yellow card this season, and that's in 21 starts and two substitute appearances for Barcelona in the Liga. And he, he normally averages three or four yellow cards a season, which is an unremarkable total. But the fact he's not had one yet this season suggests that we might be seeing some sort of reversion to the mean here with Jules Kunde at some point. And you'd expect he would at some stage pick up a yellow card. So I just think that's an interesting stat on him. Will it happen this weekend? Will it happen in the next few weeks? We don't know. But he's available with Bet Rivers here at plus 550 to get a yellow card. Now, given he hasn't had one yet and he's likely to, I'd be quite tempted to have a bet on Jules Koundé here or at some point in the next few weeks to get a yellow card. So that's my lean on this match. It's Koundé to get a booking at 5.50. That is a great shout, isn't it? I was just trying to scrabble for the prices there and I just thought, well, maybe he's not playing here. And I thought, well, I'll wait to see what James says because I didn't get all the way down to the plus 500s. I just thought he must be a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, plus 5.50, plus 5.40 in fact now could be a really interesting shout for the big game between Athletic Club and Barcelona in La Liga. Two more picks to rattle through here before we wrap things up. We've got the third pick from Steve and Danielli. Steve, you're first up, 8am Sunday. We stay in Spain. This is Villarreal Granada. Over 2.75 goals in this game, uh, Dan, for me. Minus 127. Uh, Villarreal have been a bit of a go-to team for me for goals this season. And I'm going to be targeting them uh, in the next week or two because... I like the over here. I really like the over when they're facing Marseille in the Europa League. Both legs, I think, should go well over. You can actually get plus money on over 2.5 in that Europa game. I'm pretty sure that'll be a pick on next week's show for me. That's an um, interesting one with the coaches, isn't it, that one? Yeah, I just think it is a great mm -hmm. clash of style. And, you know, and obviously get Marcelino going back to his old club, <laughs> um, albeit it was a very brief stint. But he is very offensive. He's an offensive manager. Um, Villarreal can't really defend that well. They've got a lot of players who, I mean, they're just designed to attack, aren't they? If you look at the likes of Sherloth, um, Moreno, Morales, you know, they've got goals and assists in them here. Um, they average 3.3 goals per game overall, some of the highest rates in, in La Liga. And they're against a Granada side. I mean, Villarreal, Villarreal are expected to win this game. So they're going to be on the front foot. And Granada are now in a position where they've got to have a, a really good go in every match. They're seven points from safety. That draw last week, Celta Vigo against Cadiz, kind of keeps them in it just a little bit, doesn't it? They've, but they've got to start winning matches. I mean, they, I thought they played well against Barcelona uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a three-all draw. They gave it everything. And, you know, they've got a couple of players who I've, I've got my eye on. Uh, Izuni and Delagotha, not bad out, on the, out wide. And I think Villarreal are there. For, I would fancy facing the Villarreal defence if I was an offensive player all season. They, they're never in position properly and they're relying on their pace to get back. And um, I mean, Villarreal should have had more overs. There was a couple of one-alls recently, which I couldn't believe ended one-all. And uh, last week, they even took Real Sociedad into an over. 3-1 win for them away from home. I mean, that doesn't happen very often, does it? So if they're getting an over against Real Sociedad, they can certainly get an over against Granada. I think we're looking at a, a home win, 2-1, 3-1. But you know what, Granada, uh, we, we could go here. So I do like the goals. Both teams, I think, can contribute. 
Uh, that is early on Sunday, 8am. Even earlier for stateside betters, 6.30. You're going to have to get up early for this one, but it's going to be worth it if you're a Verona or Sassuolo supporter, potentially, or indeed just someone who likes to have a bet on this game. And we've got one from Daniele. This is massive in terms of the, the scrap to avoid the drop, Daniele, isn't it? Verona against Sassuolo, both on the same amount of points here. Verona 17th, Sassuolo in 18th position. This is huge for them both. And the difference between Verona and Sassuolo is that Verona have conceded 18 goals less than Sassuolo, who, by the way, got the 11th best attack in Serie A. These numbers are incredible. If you believe Sassuolo were obviously not meant to fight for a relegation or lost six of the last seven, no awakening sheets this season. But I've had a look this week at algorithms, big data, projections and there are a lot of respectable companies so you know we won't name them but you probably can work it out which ones there uh, they are that place Sassuolo outside of the bottom three and some of them even as higher as 12 in the league which means that from now on based on that model they should collect more points than anyone else in the bottom half of the season of the table and basically average almost 1.6 points per game can they do it? Do you believe in big data as well? If you do, then this is a game they're going to win, of course, because otherwise there are only 12 games left, by the way, and they are supposed to finish above Verona. Now, uh, it is difficult to think they're going to win this one, unless you think that obviously with the return of Berardi, which, by the way, Sassuolo without him have lost. They haven't won any of the nine games this season. With the return of Berardi, they can propel to do a little bit better. But, you know, Verona have scored in eight of the last nine home games, only lost three to Napoli, Monza and Salernitana. OK, no wins in six, but they seem a much more solid outfit. That's why I'm a bit and they're going to go for Sassuolo Asian Handicap plus 0.25 minus 122 which means if they win and the algorithms are right, you win if they draw, you got alpha win if you lose, don't blame me, blame the computer <laughs> we, love, we love a bit of big data, don't worry about that I'm all for it, you've persuaded me that's Sassuolo on the Asian line uh, plus a quarter of a ball, minus 122 is, uh... away at Verona uh, Steve, Daniele, James we're going to wrap things up, many thanks for your company, good luck to one and all, we keep everyone up to date of course via our Twitter feeds see if I can push on my 200 184 followers a little bit this weekend that is a wrap for betting weekly extra time european show we'll be back of course uh, next week for more plays across the top leagues in europe stay across all of the bet rivers content this weekend via at because we win from all of us for now though it is goodbye